Welcome to the Equine Veterinary Journal Podcasts, On The Hoof. Welcome to EVJ On The Hoof. This podcast will overview a paper available in the Early View section of the Equine Veterinary Journal website. It's entitled, Failure of Serological Testing for Antigens A and C of Streptococcus equi subspecies equi to identify guttural pouch carriers. The work was carried out at Liphook Equine Hospital in Hampshire and Bransby Horses in Lincoln. The authors are Durham and Kemp Simmons. Strangles is a highly contagious disease caused by infection with Streptococcus equi subspecies equi. Some horses are deemed to be carriers of long-term infection within the guttural pouches, and these horses are thought to be a significant contributor to persistence of the disease. False negative ELISA results present a potential hazard as carrier animals may be unknowingly introduced into a susceptible herd. The study hypothesis was that seropositivity to antigens A and C would be an inconsistent finding amongst guttural pouch carriers of S. equi. This study retrospectively analysed data collected from laboratory submissions from new arrivals at a single equine welfare charity between August 2014 and August 2015. All new arrivals underwent serological testing at least once using the antigen AC ELISA. All horses were also underwent endoscopy to obtain bilateral guttural pouch lavages, and these were tested for the presence of S. equi by PCR and bacterial culture. Horses were classified as seronegative if results from all tested samples were below the laboratory threshold, and seropositive where results from any of the tested samples were above the threshold. 287 horses were involved in the study. Nine of these horses were found to have S. equi, or its DNA, in one or both guttural pouches, giving a carrier status prevalence of 3.1%. Seven carriers had serological testing performed between 13 and 65 days after discovery of S. equi within the guttural pouches, allowing adequate time for seroconversion. The remaining two carriers that were not tested in this time frame had chondroids present in their guttural pouches, indicating that their infections were long-standing enough to allow effective antigenic stimulation. A total of 35 of 287 horses were found to have at least one ELISA OD value greater than or equal to 0.5. Of these seropositive horses, one was found to be a carrier. Lowering the definition of seropositivity to an ELISA OD value greater than or equal to 0.3 enabled detection of an additional two guttural pouch carriers. Nevertheless, six of the nine carriers remained seronegative. There was no significant association between seropositivity and guttural pouch infection using either serological cutoff. We now move on to the discussion part of the study. This study found a seroprevalence to S. equi of 12.2% and a carrier prevalence of 3.1% in horses admitted to a welfare charity quarantine unit during the study period. Serological testing appeared to be of minimal diagnostic value in this study. A PPV of 3-5% indicated extremely poor prediction of carrier status when a high serological result is obtained. Although an NPV of 97% was reasonably good, this was heavily dependent on the low prevalence of carriers in the study. There was no significant association between serological status and carrier status using either cutoff. If an approach to screening for carriers had been adopted in which only seropositive horses were subject to guttural patch examination, then the majority of S. equi carriers would have entered the herd. Whether or not these carriers represented a genuine future risk of contagion was not addressed by this or by previous studies, although it is a widely held anecdotal belief 
that silent carriers can indeed introduce infection into susceptible herds. The author details several other studies that have investigated the sensitivities of the two ELISA tests. The listener is directed to the paper to read about these in more detail. It would be logical to assume that persistent exposure to S. equi within the guttural pouches would continue to maintain seropositivity. The mechanism behind carriers displaying seronegativity is unknown. It is possible that some individuals develop immune tolerance or that antigens are shielded deep within purulent chondroid material. Mutations of the S. equi genome may prevent continued antigenic stimulation. It could be argued that definition of carrier status by PCR rather than culture does not necessarily confirm the presence of live bacteria. The authors acknowledge several limitations of the study. The horses were new arrivals at an equine charity, and it might be argued that previous poor health might have negatively impacted their ability to develop an immune response against S. equi antigens. Given the retrospective nature of the study, it was not possible to confirm the laboratory test results with repeat testing. This study focused on the association between serological responses and guttural pouch carriage of S. equi. Carriers have been identified by nasal or nasopharyngeal sampling in the absence of guttural pouch infection, and it remains possible that infection at other sites might maintain seropositivity. This study confirmed previous indications that seropositivity is inconsistent when S. equi is retained in guttural pouches. There are important practical implications of this finding, given the frequent reliance of seronegativity as an indicator of the absence of carrier status. It would appear that the only currently reliable means of determining carrier status is microbiological sampling rather than serological screening. Thank you for listening and we hope that you will join us next time. Thank you for listening to this Equine Veterinary Journal podcast. More on the subjects discussed can be found online at wileyonlinelibrary.com forward slash journal forward slash EVJ.